Oh, hello. Come in, dearie. It's I'm Mother Goose, and this here is Lyra, and she is about to tell you a wonderful fairy tale. Now, you just sit right there and, and enjoy the story. Thanks, Mother Goose. Today's story is Rumpelstiltskin, which is by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm, and this particular version is translated by May Seller. There was once upon a time a poor miller who had a very beautiful daughter. It happened one day that he had an audience with the king, and in order to appear a person of some importance, he told his majesty that he had a daughter who could spin straw into gold. "'Now that is certainly a talent worth having,' said the king to the miller. "'If your daughter is as clever as you say she is, bring her to my palace to-morrow morning.' When the girl arrived the next day, the king led her into a room full of straw, gave her a spinning-wheel and spindle, and said, "'Set to work and spin all night till early dawn, and if by that time you have not spun the straw into gold, you shall die.' Then he closed the door behind him and left her alone inside. So the poor miller's daughter sat down and did not know what in the world she was to do. She had not the least idea of how to spin straw into gold, and at last became so miserable that she began to cry. Suddenly the door opened, and in stepped a tiny little man who said, "'Good evening, Miss Millermaid. Why are you crying so bitterly?' "'Oh,' she answered, "'I have to spin straw into gold for the king, and I haven't a notion how it is done.' "'What will you give me if I spin it for you?' asked the mannequin. "'My necklace,' replied the little girl. The little man took the necklace, sat himself down at the wheel, and whirr, whirr, whirr! The wheel went around three times, and the bobbin was full. Then he put on another, and whirr, whirr, whirr! The wheel went around three times, and the second, too, was full. And so it went on till the morning when the whole room full of straw was spun away and all the bobbins were full of gold. As soon as the sun rose, the king came, and when he perceived the gold, well, he was astonished and delighted, but seeing it only made him more greedy than ever for the precious metal. He had the miller's daughter put into another room full of straw, much bigger than the first, and bade her, if she valued her life, to spin it all into gold before the following morning. The girl did not know what to do, and began to cry. Then the door opened as before, and the tiny little man appeared and said, "'What will you give me if I spin the straw into gold for you?' "'The ring from my finger,' answered the girl. The mannequin took the ring, and whirr around went the spinning wheel again, and when the sun rose he had spun all the straw into glittering gold. The king was pleased beyond measure at the sight, but he was still not satisfied and he had the miller's daughter brought into a yet bigger room full of straw. "'You must spin all this away in the night,' he said. "'But if you succeed this time, you shall become my wife.' "'She's only a miller's daughter,' he thought. "'But I could not find a richer wife if I were to search the whole world over.' When the girl was alone, the little man appeared for the third time and said, "'What will you give me if I spin the straw for you once more?' "'I've nothing more to give,' answered the girl. "'Then promise me when you are queen to give me your first child.' "'Who knows what may happen before that,' thought the miller's daughter. "'And, besides, she saw no other way out. "'So she promised the mannequin what he demanded, "'and he set to work once more and spun the straw into gold. "'When the king came in the morning and found everything as he desired, "'he straightway made her his wife, and the miller's daughter became queen.' 
When a year had passed, a beautiful son was born to her. She had forgotten about the little man, till one day he suddenly appeared into her room and said, "'No, give me what you promised me.' The queen was terribly upset and offered the little man all the riches in her kingdom if he would only leave her the child. But the mannequin said, "'No, a living creature is dearer to me than the finest treasures in the world.' The poor queen began to cry and sob so bitterly that the little man was sorry for her, and said, "'I'll give you three days to guess my name, and if you discover it in that time you may keep your child.' Then the queen pondered the whole night over all of the names she had ever heard, and sent a messenger to scour the land to pick up far and near any names he should come across. When the little man arrived on the following day, he began with, she began with Caspar, Melchior, Balthazar, and every other name she had ever heard. But at each one, the mannequin called out, That is not my name. The next day, she went, sent to, <clears throat> the next day, she sent to inquire the names of all the people in the neighborhood and had a long list of the most uncommon and extraordinary ready to ask the little man. Is your name perhaps Sheepshakes? Crookshanks? Spindleshanks? But he always replied, That is not my name. On the third day, the messenger returned and announced, I have not been able to find any new names, but as I came upon a high hill around the corner of the wood, where the foxes and hares bid each other good night, I saw a little house, and in front of the house burned a fire, and around the fire danced the most grotesque little man, hopping on one leg and crying, "'Tomorrow I brew, today I bake, and then the child away I'll take. For little dreams, my royal dame, that Rumpelstiltskin is my name.' Imagine the queen's delight at hearing the name, and when the little man stepped in shortly after, he asked and asked, "'Now, my lady queen, what is my name?' She asked first, "'Is your name Conrad?' "'No.' "'Is your name Henry?' "'No.' "'Is your name, perhaps, Rumpelstiltskin?' "'Some demon told you that! Some demon has told you that!' screamed the little man, and in his rage he drove his right foot so far into the ground that his leg sank in up to his waist. Then, in a passion, he seized his left foot with both of his hands and tore himself in two. The End Wasn't that a lovely tale? Now be sure to thank Alira by contacting her on Twitter at twitter.com slash Alira or you can leave a message on the blog post at ouat.bronyzone.com. Jeff would be happy to pass along an email to her as well. Just email feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Well, we enjoyed your stay. Hopefully you did too. Now you come back next time and, and we'll have another story. Now you take care and we'll talk to you later. If you like the music, please visit incompetech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. And consider supporting Kevin McLeod as he supplies all his music royalty-free. Thank you for listening. <laughs>